Good morning, ladies. Thank you. That was so nice. Well, here we are on our last morning of Elijah. Can you believe it? I am so excited. And I just wanted to say, give yourselves a round of applause for finishing this study on Elijah. So exciting. We learned so much. So, we're going to jump right on in. Let's pray and just quiet our hearts before the Lord. Our great God, we praise your holy name. We worship you in your goodness and your majesty and your great power. We are grateful for this day. Thank you so much for your word. I pray that you would open our ears and our hearts to hear what you have to say to each one of us this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. So, as you go on from this study and step out into the weeks ahead and the years ahead, I was just thinking and praying as I was preparing, Lord, there's so much that we learned and covered, right? And I thought, I I'm not going to cover that right now, um, the whole thing. But I asked him, let the cream rise to the top. What were some things that <clears throat> I would pray that we would take away? Just a, a few main nuggets so that every time you heard the name Elijah, they would jump out at you. First one is Elijah. Yahweh is my God. Didn't we see that displayed throughout the whole study? That Elijah's name means Yahweh is my God. And he lived in that truth. And as I was just thinking and going over the scripture, this one came to, um, as I was going through our book, our study, this was at the very beginning. And it's Isaiah 40. And he is speaking to the people of Israel. And God speaking. Um, 40, 28. Do you not know? Have you not heard? The everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, does not become weary or tired. His understanding is inscrutable, unbelievable, overwhelming, more than we could ever know. And it reminded me of the whole theme of Elijah. The Lord, the everlasting God, the living God, right? 
How many times did we hear Elijah say that? The living God, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the everlasting God, the living God. We saw and we learned of his power on display, his judgment, his righteousness, his mercy, his provision, his heart for his people. We saw over and over, didn't we? Just in this, can you imagine, ladies, just in this little tiny sliver of scripture, how many prophecies that the Lord said would happen, happen. And promises he made, fulfilled. We saw that. We saw that he is the the living God. We saw God preserving the line of David. Remember the kings of Israel, the northern kingdom, he cut off their lines because David and the Messiah would come through the line of David. And we saw him preserve that line. He kept true to his covenant despite, despite his people turning away over and over. He kept true. And all of this, this is our God. This is our God. God, I mean, Elijah stood firm on these truths of God, ladies. He stood firm on them. They gave him great courage and boldness. We want to be women, ladies, who are courageous and bold, not in ourselves, but in Yahweh, who is my God. We want to stand firm on those same truths that Elijah did. We want to be bold. We want to be bold because we are standing on the truth that the Lord is everlasting. He is living. He is active. And if you call yourself a believer in Jesus Christ, the living God, the Spirit of God is living in you. I pray that this would make us bold. And that every time you hear the name Elijah, it will come into your mind that what? Yahweh is my God. That what? Yahweh is my God. Claim that truth. Stand on it. Hold it tight. as we are doing that, how do, we, how do we know him and love him more so that we may obey him and serve him and become more like Christ? We want to be following our Lord. We want to follow him. 
we were having, uh, we had a friend visiting from California this weekend, and they, um, we had been together since we were young married, and we had seen our children grow, and, and we've kept in contact, and, and they're just such a great couple of faith. Um, we only got to have the husband with us this time, but we were talking about, he was asking what I was going to be teaching, and so I was talking about it, and we were having Lou Malnati's for dinner. So we had this delicious pizza there and the deep dish, and, and he looked and he said, what if I told you that this meal was the last one I was going to have for a week? He said, I think that even if that were my goal, that by tomorrow morning, even as great as this meal is right here, that by tomorrow morning, I, I would be hungry and I would want to eat again. And tomorrow night, and when I go home to California, I'm going to be looking back on this meal and longing for it. And he said, why do we think that we could get through our lives on one meal a week in the word of God. Oh, that we may long for his word like we do for a good meal every day, right? And then what if, what if, all that we have for that meal is like when I'm running out the door is I just grab like a kind bar. And what if I think that's what's going to sustain me for a week? Would we think that was foolish? Would we think, what are you thinking? Sometimes even after I have a great meal, a few hours later I'm still cranky because I want something else. But by golly, take a day or two? That's just going to be sad for everyone around me. Ladies, following our Lord Jesus Christ, doing what he did, he studied, he knew God's word, he met with him in prayer often. He went away to meet with him in prayer just by himself. We saw, and we didn't get to see it. I wish we could have seen more of the interaction between Elijah and Elisha, didn't you? I wish we could, I could have heard some of their conversations. And what exactly did Elijah say? And how, how did, what questions did Elisha have? But one thing that we did see, and that as I read further about Elisha's life, I'm going to tell you, it looked a lot like Elijah's. Do you know that, remember the widow's son? There was the same in Elisha's life. The oil did not run out. So many similarities. And we got a glimpse of it at the very end of our lesson last week. Did you catch that? Elijah and Elisha were going to cross the river, right? Before he was taken up. What did Elijah do? He took off his cape, mantle, 
probably a little more appropriate. Um, and he touched the water, and it opened, right? And they crossed. After Elijah was taken up, Elisha went over, picked up his mantle, carried it to the edge of the river, called upon God, right? Will the God of Elijah be here? And he stepped out in faith and he took the mantle and he touched it to the river and it opened. He did what he saw Elijah do. Over and over and over. Ladies, we want the same to follow Jesus' example. To pray, to know God's word. Moses, when he was speaking to the people of Israel before he was going to leave them and turn over power to Joshua, he has a beautiful piece of scripture in Deuteronomy 32. It's beautiful to read. He talks about proclaiming the name of the Lord and everything the Lord had done for the people and even how they had turned away, but how he came back. And then he said this at the end. Take to your heart all the words which I am warning you today, which you shall command your sons to observe carefully, even all the words of this law. And here it is, verse 47. For it is not an idle word for you. Indeed, it is your life. Ladies, these are not idle words for us. They are our life. These words bring us to know God more, that we may love him and obey him and serve him, right? And become more like Christ. They are not just idle words for you. There's something I I hope that you have. Everybody got their yellow folders when we first started, remember? Remember? There's a sheet in there. It says prayer, talking with God. Turn it over. On the other side are many of the character qualities of our great God. There are 26 on this sheet. That means you could do one a week, twice in one year. This sheet was made up by our dear friend, Pat Entz, because this is what she has done for her life. Every week, a different characteristic of God that she studies for that week. She has the the corresponding verse, and she goes over it again and again in her mind. Imagine twice a year, for 20 years, How well are you going to know your great God, ladies? Your roots are going to be deep into who he is, right? I would encourage you, encourage you to do that. I loved how we saw here in the transfiguration God is speaking. 
we hear him as he is. I don't, I don't know if you all got a chance to read the whole thing. I just would like you to listen. Hear the power of God. The magnificence of God. Jesus Christ in his glory. This is a connecting time. And, and some eight days after these sayings, after the 5,000 were fed and Jesus had some words, it came about that he took along Peter, John, and James and went up to the mountain to pray. This is typical of our Lord. And while he was praying, the appearance of his face became different and his clothing became white and gleaming. And behold, two men were talking with him and they were Moses and Elijah who appeared in glory and were speaking of his departure, which he was about to accomplish at Jerusalem. That in and of itself, they, they came down to meet with Jesus and they're talking about what's going to be happening, the crucifixion. I can't even imagine. But, now Peter and his companions had been overcome with sleep. So Jesus is praying, being transfigured, and they're sleeping. But they were fully awake. They saw his glory and two men standing with him. That would wake you up. And it came about as these were parting from him, Jesus, Peter said to Jesus, Master, is it good for us to be here and let us make three tabernacles, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah, not realizing what he was saying? And while he was saying this, a cloud formed and began to overshadow them. And they were afraid as they entered the cloud or really as the cloud covered them. Be a little terrified, wouldn't you? Can you feel their heart beating? And they were afraid. And a voice came out of the cloud saying, This is my son, my chosen one. Listen to him. And when the voice had spoken, Jesus was found alone. And they kept silent and reported to no one in those days any of the things which they had seen. This is the Lord we are following. God has said, this is my son, my chosen one. Listen to him. Ladies of Chapel Street Women's Bible Study, listen to Jesus. Follow him. Serve him with everything you have. And be sure of this. I so wanted to encourage you, and I know Rhonda and Chrissy would want to the same, just take you and just to encourage you with the truth that you have learned a lot this semester. You have learned so much about your great God. You have come to know him better. 
Step out with what you know and share it with others, with your family, with your children, with your friends. People need Jesus. They need to know that God loves them and that his heart is for them and that he is drawing them to himself. You can speak of what you have learned about your great God, how he, from the beginning, has made a way through Jesus Christ. As we listen, let us bring him glory and strive and pray for others to come to Jesus. The remnant may be much larger than we know. How exciting is that thought? Ladies, let us be diligent. Let us be steadfast in the truth that we know and in following our Lord. And how are we going to do that? What are we going to do that with? We are going to guard our hearts, ladies. We are going to fix our hearts on Jesus. We are going to set them aside for only him. We want to be firm and secure in our great God. Remember that he is living in us. Stead, keeping steadfast in his word and prayer every day. Every day. May we long for his word like we do for a great meal. Think about it every time you eat food. Have I fed my heart and my soul and my mind with the word of God today? Long for it. Make it a part of our life. We want to guard our hearts to be only his. Remember, that's what we saw the Israelites not doing. Right? In our verse in Kings, before the big display on Mount Carmel, what did Elijah ask the people? How long will you waver? How long will you hesitate? How long will you go limping between the two? If Baal is God, then follow him. But if the Lord is God, follow him. We don't want to be limpers. We want to stand firm in the truth. We don't want our hearts to be divided. We want them only to be for God, for Jesus. He is the only one worthy. Jesus Christ, our Savior. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son so that whosoever would believe in him would not perish, but have eternal life. Jesus Christ did not come into the world to condemn the world, but to what? 
but in order that the world might be saved through him. This is the one who our heart should be loyal to, bound to. He is the one. And then Peter, uh, Peter said in John, when many of the disciples after Jesus was speaking and there were difficult things that he was saying, and so many were leaving him, and Jesus asked his disciples, would you like to leave too? We have to ask ourselves that. And this is what Peter said. In just a minute. Simon Peter answered him, Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. And we have believed and have come to know that you are the Holy One of God. Ladies, Jesus has the words to eternal life. Jesus is the way to eternal life. And I pray that if you have believed and come to know that he is the Holy One of God, that you would let your whole heart be wrapped around that truth and him. Jesus promised to those who believed that his Holy Spirit would be given as a seal to seal us to God forever, that with a seal would be written on our heart that we belong to him. The Holy Spirit of God lives in you. The living God, let's live like that is true. I don't know that it could get much more exciting than that. Wonderful, overwhelming. Let us be true. Let us be true to our great God. There's a song on the back of your notes page this week. And the verses are great and everything, but there's the chorus that I, um, that I would love for you to, to listen to. I would love for this chorus to get stuck in your head. My heart will sing no other name. Jesus. Jesus. Over and over. My heart will sing no other name. Jesus, Jesus. Ladies, my prayer for us all is that as we remembered what we have studied, our hearts would be firmly planted in the truth that the Lord is the everlasting God. He is the living God. And that we may proclaim and live boldly that Yahweh is my God. And that that truth will cause us 
to be firmly planted and to move on into getting to know him more and more, to feeding ourselves spiritually with his word, to being in constant communication and relation with him, talking with him all the time, bringing everything in our heart to him and listening. That we would long to be nourished daily by his word and that our hearts would be fully his and only his and that our heart would be true to the one who loves us more than life itself. As you remember Elijah, the study that you did, I pray that you will remember Yahweh is God, that I will follow my Lord, and I pray that your heart will sing no other name but Jesus. Jesus, may it be so to the glory of our great God. Amen.